What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's Texas football talk from those that wore the burn orange. Welcome to Longhorn Lowdown. Now, here's Stevie Lee, Todd Hunt, and Stu Myron. It's a brand new week, and it's a brand new Longhorn Lowdown. Welcome, Longhorn fans. Stu Myrick, alongside two of the best, Todd Hunt, Stevie Lee. Uh, when I'm, you know, if I was behind you two guys, I would feel incredibly safe. It's like a wall of China, baby. Dude, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wall in China. I think I'm, I think Not it might be. I think it might be. Well, yeah. I'm locker room lawyer. I'm gonna cover him on all this. All the DTs got to stick together. Yeah, was, that's right. Back on this. I was gonna say. I think yeah. it might be harder to get I, through the wall to get go. through you guys than get through yeah, the wall of China. Stu, introduce introduce the baritone voice I, that yeah, you hear. Yeah, I was just about to. You know, we we have you know we have a Longhorn legend every week, besides the two of you. And this week, boy, you got you know, I think we hit it out of the park. I think so. I think we hit it out of the park. He is dinosaur, the first Longhorn to ever win the Lombardi Trophy. The pride of Grosbeck High School. Who do you? The first overall draft pick in the '82 NFL Draft. Spent not uh, seven seasons. Eight. Eight seasons in the NFL, he is the rambunctious one, as I like to call him. <laughs> Kenneth Sims, how are you? Man, you must have knew me back in my Sixth Street days if you're saying rambunctious. <laughs> I don't think anybody right now, my current group or circle, would say that I am rambunctious. Well, let's just I say, let's just say we we know some of the same people. All right, oh, we'll start we'll start yeah, with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you forget. I, I hang around Jerry Sizemore, so oh, yeah. you know, and he he knows a little something about rambunctious. That so. guy is probably the best one that you know offensive lineman ever played Texas. And of course, I had the displeasure of playing against him in the pros for a minute in the preseason, <laughs> where I promptly kicked him in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an accident. It was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah. It was an, that was yeah. It was a, it was a, just an errant yeah, just an errant kick, you know. Yeah, I had hang time back then. Let's put it that way. You know, I, I could I could do my Jordans justice, you know. Yeah. yeah. Justin Tucker wish he had that the the distance you had, right? Yeah, no question. Yeah. All right, so so Kenneth, let's let's start with uh, where you grew up. You grew up, you know, you, like I said, you went to Grosbeck High School. Yes, sir. Uh, talk about that time. You know, you, we're talking early '80s. NFL starting to starting to see a little bit of growth. Pete Rozell trying to trying to grow the sport and everything. Um, talk yeah. about high school football back in the early '80s because you know I mean it's Texas. The Friday night lights burn the brightest in in the state of Texas. I don't care. I don't care who who you are. Yeah, you know, and you know, Waco area. You know, it's just it's a big deal. You know, that's back when uh, I think we were two A and. Uh, 
one of my friends was thoroughly impressed the other day. We were talking about, he was talking about Colt McCoy. He played at 2A, and I said, man, where do you think I played? Grows back, 2A. So, you know, it don't matter where you're from. It's what you're toting, you know, like when you come to town. And uh, I had older brothers, so I got kicked around a lot growing up. My next-door neighbor, you know, ended up going to the Marines. You know, he was a nose tackle fullback. So I kind of patterned my game after him. He's the baddest dude around, you know. And uh, we're going to Groves back, so we're getting bus to school. So we kind of looked at his hicks, you know, you know, riding the bus, you know. And, and we were, you know, back then we were capitally, uh, you know, I say we should, I should say, cash challenged. Because we had a lot of stuff, you know. We had animals and our stuff. Was I, 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 I like was gonna say we don't have to be politically. Yeah, <laughs> you broke. Yeah, we broke. I, I was broke. You know, I was yeah, small town. Broke. I'm broke too. I, I yeah, get but you. we had chickens, pigs. You know. Well, that's not so broke though. Oh no, no. We, my, my sister, you know, she's retired from Slumberjay, and she said her friend in Houston say, "Beverly, were y'all poor?" And she say, "Well, were y'all hungry?" And she said, "No, I wasn't hungry." She said, "Y'all wasn't poor then." That's right. <laughs> you poor when you're hungry, you know. You know, we had chickens, pigs. You know, I used to have to, you know, pretty much watch the chickens. Cause, oh, and who told these fools that chickens can't fly? <laughs> hey, meet me in Vegas, Chuck. Chuck, so, so Samuel L. What the hell? And damn, what Spike Lee know about a damn chicken? He from New York City. <laughs> she, come on, man. Y'all better quit tripping. Come on down here and bring some millions with you. Because we finna lay it down. We, I'll just bring 100,000. I, I learned your lesson. Shit, chicken can fly, dude. I spent a whole lifetime as a kid chasing them and clipping their damn wings. So you telling the wrong fool, chicken can't fly. Who told you that bull? They okay. I've always, I, I gotta ask. Oh, this. I got you know. I, I got gotta ask this because I'm like, I'm a, no, I gotta ask it because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm kind of a city kid, so I gotta ask you this. You always heard running around. You know, when you talk about somebody that's running around kind of crazy, run around like a chicken with its head cut off. Does a chicken run faster with its head cut off or with his head? No, they tend to go in a circle to see what I'm doing. You know, we used to try because the ones that were laid out. Right. That means they ain't laying no more damn eggs. Right. The man pretty much gave them to us because my brother worked there. So if you don't have a hatchet, you do the ring, ring, pop. And see, we wanted to see if you could yo-yo them three and pop them. And then, he, shit, all he do is go in a circle, dude. He ain't got no, no brain no more. You got his brain in your hand. So, yeah, they go in a circle because that's the way they just flop around. You know, it ain't like the song. It's like. That's their last conscious move. Flop around before they hit the hot water in the in the in the fire. You know to burn that singe off. You know? That's right. I don't that sounds want like Harry Chicken now. That sounds like a country song when the chicken flops around. <laughs> chicken flops around. So Ken, how many siblings did you have, or do you have? How many what siblings? Oh, I, it was eight of us. My oldest brother passed away back in the early nineties. He was he was deputy sheriff for twenty six years. He ain't never beat nobody down. White, black, indifferent. <laughs> Trump, uh, Clinton, Lincoln, Washington, he ain't beat nobody. He was big, because he could have whooped some ass. But he ain't beat nobody up, you know what I'm saying? I was proud of my brother, man, because, you know, he had my back as a kid. You know, because I had a little growth spurt back when he ate ninth. You know, I about buck 50. But I could, you know, I could mojo, though. You know, I could run. And I thought I was Ali. You know, I yeah. thought I was Ali. If you mess with me back in the 70s, dude, you got them put on you. I didn't care if you had glasses on. You, know, you messing with me, you finna get hurt. I think I think all of us, when we were kids, if we saw Muhammad Ali box, 
We all thought we could do that. And we all went out and shadow box or, or, you know, beat up your little brother or whatever and thinking you were, you know, the, the heavyweight champion of the world, you know. So. Dude, I met him. I backed him up off me. They just, in 1981, when me and Anthony Carter made All-America, they gave us a limo, but shit, we ain't got no money, so we just riding around. <laughs> so Anthony and them dropped me off at Carlos and Charlie's, and I'm up in there, and I'm talking to these guys. L.A., we doing oh, the ball. Yeah, Hogan. Like, Chris, Carlos and Charlie didn't you know, show up right in Austin until like you know the 90s. You know you're big time. You know you're big time when you do the Bob Hope show. Right. If you ain't in college and you ain't do the Bob Hope show, you ain't big time. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm up there, and, and I'm at Carlos and Charlie's in there and talking to these broads, and, and uh, A.C. come back, my boy, he said, hey, Slimmy, let's go. Let's go. We got somebody we want you to meet. So we run, we get the limo, and we go over to the comedy Stole it's still there. The candy, yeah. the comedy. What's the laugh factory? Laugh factory, or uh, yeah, yeah it's still there. There's a it's bunch still, of them, but yeah, yeah. laugh factory comedy it's, store. But yeah. it's the one that's been there a long. It was there yeah. in the eighties. Anyway, Ali comes out of there, and I jump out. I walk out. I raise up. I raise up at the limo, and then I hear all I hear is, "Come on, you look like George Foreman. Let's see what you got. <laughs> Let's see what you got." And you know that back then I was in pretty good shape, and still thinking I was Ali too. So I showed him I got that 39 and a half inch reach. And he looked at me, he said, you know what you're doing. And I said, I've been watching you, baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he signed a dollar bill for me. And he had the, that uh, Rolls Royce, white Rolls Royce, and that boxer girl's mom was in there. And uh, that was my, got to meet my man. I, you know, I never thought I'd get to meet. And, you know, that's the only man I ever met once, man. I weep when he passed. No, I'm sure. That guy gave me wings, man. You know, in the 60s, you know, coming up, you know, loud like I am. Because, you know, I still get guys giving me crap. You know what I tell Why? them? I say, hey, man, the object is to say something people want to hear. Yeah. True, true. Absolutely. I ain't just out there I, flapping around like a chicken with no. his head off. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I'm, I'm going I'm to use that one of these days. As Kenneth Sims once said, I like that. I like that. So, Ken. We're talking uh, about your career path. We started out in high school, and uh, you talked about how you were poor and you were moving forward. So, so how did you make when you we were a senior in high school? How did you make this? Or why did you make the decision to come to Texas? What were your other schools as well? Well, you know, the Bible says the footsteps of a righteous man are directed by God. Because I did not know what I was going to do. Uh, you know, I'm right there in the middle of Baylor, A and M. You know, I, I had a pensioner in my junior year. I couldn't do it, man. It was killing me, man. I mean, they sent me to the chiropractor one time, and I'm supposed to be ready. But, you know, I think that was just preparation for the future. You know, God, he'd get you ready, you know. But junior year, my mama looked at me out of the blue, and she said, boy, you know you don't have to play no football. Out of the blue. So, hey, man, about, you know, second game, man, that, that nerve hit me. And the coach man held me, and I was just like, man, no, I can't have this. I ain't nobody going to use me. So one day, we go in the water drill, man, and coach said, hey, where you going? And I say, to the house. I kept going. Because I knew something wasn't right, man. I mean, I hit dudes and felt like a whole right. beehive was on me, man. Yep. And I was yeah, like, I, oh, I, wait a minute. This ain't supposed to happen. Yep. Mm. And, you know, they never called my mama and say, hey, your son got a pinched nerve. Now I know. That's on your spine, dude. You Dude, I done seen people do. Daryl never came back from it. Yeah, yeah. My boy Stingley, he in yeah. heaven now. Yeah. Him and Jack. And Jack mm -hmm. hit him. Jack, good dude. Taylor. But anyway, I gave it up. 
So I didn't make, I wasn't on nobody's radar, you know. Started my senior year, the only people offered me were Rice because my mama made me go to school, thank God. <laughs> and uh, But then at the end, after I, 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 you know, became the defensive player of the year and the Waco Super Syntex, you know, defensive player of the year, uh, A&M started recruiting me. You know, I fell in love with Coach Ballard, God bless his soul. And but hey, A and M did me the biggest favor they could ever did. They fired Emory. Mm. Dude, all bets off. And my high school coach, he said, "Hey, Coach Franklin said, son, I think you ought to go down to Austin and look around. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never left. You never know? left. I saw my brothers, my my frat brothers. Uh, well, half of the Campbell twins, Steve Campbell. Shout out to Steve Campbell." My ride to the Notre Dame game, we know how that ended. Hello. <laughs> Got that mojo, get them Sims and them camels together. You know, things go on. But anyway. You, you said you were on the sideline for the game, weren't you? Oh, yeah, man. I, I was I was miserable, but I knew they were miserable. I saw several of them with their hands on their hips. You know, when I was in college, man, we used to have three a day. We was on that rug. Them Nikes would get hot because, you know, it was experimenting too. They didn't mm -hmm. know. They had a big old piece of metal in the bottom of them shoes. They get hot. You have to come out of them. Yep. You know. Remember those days? Yeah, man. I mean, hey, that probably cost us a sugar bowl if we'd had. Wait any a minute. Off. Pieces of metal in your shoes? Well, you know, like your regular walking shoes, uh -huh. like your daddy's old shoes back in. They had that little thing in there to form it. Yep. But you yeah. know, when you out there on that rug, dude, man. Oh yeah, trust me, man. I. We well, the guinea pigs for the for I'm, the shoes. I'm and so glad that technology has. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. Lucked out. Well, and especially the turf back then. It was, totally it different was your type regular, of turf. Your regular astro turf. I gotta imagine it was like it's patio turf. Yeah, because yes. the stuff they have these days, a little more heat absorbent. It's not quite as hot if you <sighs> land on it. But that astro turf had to be just sizzling. You know, I saw, and you know, I played football a long time since the early '70s. And I saw a handful of guys get knocked out. Mm -hmm. And I bet you 60% of them was from hitting the turf with their head. Hey, gotcha. No doubt. Yeah. Wasn't from getting nailed. You know what I'm saying? That turf underneath there is asphalt and some and four layers of carpet uh, padding. That's not, that's not enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I played in the dome, you know, when they had the zippers. You know, Ooh, you zippers. looking down there. Oh yeah, these zippers. You know, three inch zippers. You know, where they zipped it together right. for baseball. Because it was oh. yeah, it was yeah. They had to piece it together in the Astrodome when you, they converted from football to baseball, baseball because you had the Oilers. And then you know, it was you know, I don't think we had maybe the uh, Oakland Coliseum is like the last college, last stadium that that still is for football and ba and baseball because mm -hmm. the Raiders play there as well as the A's. So yeah, it is, and they had them zippers. And uh, but I, you know, I was just happy to be in the Astrodome, you know, uh, coming out of Groves back at the All Star game, and we lost the game uh, seven to six. And my teammate at Texas, you know, when he missed the extra point, they didn't let me kick because I never missed one. You know, in high school, <laughs> we didn't kick a whole lot of them. But when the Frankenstein shoe come out, you can put the one on the board. Because <laughs> one, Slimmy on gonna board. nail that. You know, yeah. So when you got to Texas on campus, your first day, moving into the dorms, remember that day? Yeah, dude. I came up here with the Army trunk that's at the house. It went to Prairie View with my brother Larry. It went with my brother Ricky. And I felt like I needed to bring it to Texas just for luck. Oh, that's good. And so I bought it with me. And I had my little component set. And my sweet mate, Bobby Johnson. 
his nephews over there now, Colin and uh, 23, that the one with the juice. But them yeah. Johnson boys, them his nephews, and, uh, you know, he from LaGrange. So me and Bobby, we was tight all the way through. We took classes together. Uh, he was my he was my Domino's guy. He would wait for the guy to come over there and Domino's. He'd wait for the door to shut and the Domino's guy to leave. Then he'll come over. <laughs> DJ and the bear. I was the bear back then. <laughs> he heard the piece. He done heard the piece, man. Leave. But you know, dude, I could have been graduated by now, but hey man, when I was in school, I needed money. So when summer came. Dude, I'm going to get on the party morning at Whedon's Conoco. I'm going to make me some ends. So how was it back then, you know, when you when you can work? Because, you know, a scholarship, we're not supposed to work. Except well, in the summer. Summertime. In the summertime. What about know? spring break? I did that, too. And the Christmas break, right? Yeah, in Christmas break. But, you know, I ended up, you know, I went all the way to Dallas for United, and they didn't hire me. And, uh, you know, God is my witness. That's the only money my coach ever gave me, man. He felt bad. He done ran me all the way to Dallas, and these people don't hire me. Right. Because I'm trying, you know. That's when I would leave an event. The minute they started asking for participation money, only reason I played sports is because you get that, what, that $9 insurance? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, if it was Boy Scouts and they talking about going camping, some fake-ass camping in the woods, I ain't the one. Mm. I'm out of there. <laughs> now, hold it. Hold it. Fake? Okay, now, because I'm a lifelong Boy Scout. I've camped. I mean, I don't know how. Not, I mean, we use tents. Now, yeah. I call I call the the RV, maybe. That that's kind of like that's a little bit fair. I, I, it's hard for me to call that camping, but you know. Yeah, but Boy Scouts, you you, you we, know. we're supposed to. Well, that's what, they went for that's band too. Do. Now, if they wanted money for the instrument, I left. Yeah. Now my brother, you know, God rest so he had a master's in music. wasn't much. He didn't play piano, organ, right. French horn, you know, all that crazy stuff. And he, of course, he went to Prairie View, so. She, you know, that's what they do. We need to get them to come. <laughs> they, they bring sure them don't. down here to do a halftime show for us. You know what I'm saying? Get them that's a little the money, uh, UT. Them. Bring well, them down here for us. You know, it was kind of like Rice. Pocket. That was the best part of the, the football game was their, with their band. The mob. Same thing, the mob. Same yeah. thing with Prairie View A&M. Seven black foxes and one gray wolf. That's that's why A and M had <laughs> that's why Texas A and M had him there this Saturday. Had Dude, nothing I, to do with playing football. It was so they could see the band. See the yeah. band. It was a halftime show for every I bet it was people them Aggies were sitting up there watching. They didn't know what to think. Because you know, I remember going in you know, I remember that year that I hurt my neck. Mm-hmm. The good thing I got to do was go hang out and stay in the dorm and Holly Hall at Prairie View with my brothers, ride the hound. Right. I remember going to the Prairie View Mississippi Valley State homecoming game. That day, we leave that evening. We go to Houston to the Dome to see TSU and Grambling. And they quarterback a dude named Doug Williams. Right. Yep. But my brother ain't worried about seeing the game. He want to get there to see the halftime show. Yeah. And you know, Grambling, I'll never forget this. Them summer guns did the halftime show. And marched out that big tunnel at the dome, you know, where you could yes. drive 18 wheelers in. Yep. And they went out waving and left. They didn't even watch TSU. I never, that's back when Brick had that album out. It don't hurt nobody. <laughs> Get on down. And they was playing it. And they kept marching. And then they, when they started waving, everybody thought it was a little act, but they never came back. They got on the bus and left. Oh, man. Hey, what the hell with TSU? My brother thought that was the coolest shit, man. That, he that, thought that was cool. All that brings back memories to me, man, because you know, I'm from Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know about it. I'm right down the road from uh, Grambling. So Grambling and um, 
other HBCUs would come to Shreveport and play. And as a, me coming up little, and I wasn't even playing football yet, but these people would come to the games just for the halftime show, man. You know what I'm talking about. That brings about. back memories, man. Dude, I'm, everybody in my family pretty much went to Prairie View. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember it was, uh, I think it was called the Red River Classic. You know, the Red River runs through Shreveport, too. Right. And um, the Red River Classic would be Gramlin and TSU. Hello. In, uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana. And my dad would take me, and we'd sit in the stands. we watching the game and everything. My dad was really into the game. But everybody else around us was really into the bands. So I know how it is with these HBCUs, man. Yeah, swag, man. Yeah, my man. sister and them go down to that. The dame in uh, that game down there in Louisiana at the New Super Orleans, the, the Bayou, Southern, the Bayou, 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 Bayou Classic. Dude, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. You Bayou buy Classic. My, my little sister, man. They, they love that right there, man. They yeah. go down there and they have a big time. It's a, it's a good time down there. I, I've never gone, um, but, you know, one of these days, you know, it's on my bucket list. I got to get down there and hang out at the Bayou Classic. That's it. That's where I, it's that, at. That would be cool. I, yeah. I've always wanted, I want to do, like, say, you know, part of me wants to do an LSU tailgate. Just because I'm a big fan they of still get around. Ca- Cajun food, I hey, love I, I, Cajun food. We'll have a chance because hey. the Longhorns are going to go play uh, LSU. That's a right. Years. It's a couple years. Yeah, a yeah. Years. I've got a good, yeah. good no friend of mine that yeah. that's an LSU guy, and so we're, we're I think we're trying to plan a any uh, road companies want to sponsor the Longhorn Lowdown, <laughs> Longhorn oh. Lowdown road trip. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, it. Turducken, <laughs> 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 Turducken. If he was around, Longhorn Lowdown at gmail.com If anybody wants to fund that, sponsor and and. We'll do a show on the drive all the way down. Oh, easily. You know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Long somebody else is driving. Yeah, no so. question. Yeah, if you ain't never had a turducken, get you one. If you got at least 25 people coming for Thanksgiving, get one. A turducken. Yeah. You got a bunch of people coming? I- Get you one. No, I'm, I'm trying to close my house up, man. I've had people <laughs> every year. I just, just want to sit on the couch for a little bit. You like BB King, you know, hey, it's all right if you drop by every now and then. <laughs> but hey, we don't need that much company. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm just glad. I'm just glad Texas isn't playing on, on Thanksgiving. Oh, so that man. I, I like am. I like the fact I, I like it, but. But if it's not A and M, it do, it doesn't belong on Thanksgiving. True, very true statement. So, well, you know, I agree I, with that. and and it. for the for the radio guy that's worked every Thanksgiving for the last decade, it'll be kind of nice to actually have a real Thanksgiving. Yeah. Although I might be at the Cowboys game, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> you know, I had Thanksgiving dinner with my coach three years in a row. Well, four years actually. When you played, the, yeah, the fourth year we beat A and M to clinch the Cotton Bowl down at A and M, and. I had given a guy some tickets. He was supposed to pick up a bunch of us. My mom had cooked like two turkeys, and I said, man, that guy ain't show up. I told my coach, I said, Coach Parker, that man ain't show up. And Coach Parker told the other coach they had a Winnebago. He said, boys, we finna go to Kasi. We finna go to Darcy's house. And the Groveback Journal guy was there, so it was documented. But, you know, I never will forget that. We, we left College Station, me, Coach, you know, his kids, his three kids and his wife, and we went to Kasi. So I ate together with him four years on Thanksgiving because we awesome. would practice here back when we didn't play the game on Thanksgiving. Right. And then he'd tell us to come to Round Rock. And we would go out there and break bread with him. We never ate in the dorm four years in a row. I, that's the thing I remember about Thanksgiving. And, of course, we beat the Aggies, you know, that uh, John and Ralph put it on them down there because, you know, I had broke my leg, man. I don't know if you huh? guys know that. My senior year, I broke my leg. Man. I had no idea. Oh, man, I thought you knew that. No, you got – see, first of all, we're, we're skipping around. We need to get back to – first of all, you hit campus. How were you? How did you receive – how were you received when you hit campus? You know, I wasn't a ball carrier, so I faced a whole different plight than Donnie did. 
You know, the first negative letter I got, you know, I figured, you know, I'm a smart country dude. Right. You know, uh, and uh, I I got a letter, and, it, and the guy was derogatory. And then the one I looked at it, and it had no return on it. Mm. So if you sent me a letter at the dormitory, you better have a return address on it because it got 86 right off. <laughs> you know, I'm a smart mm-hmm. cat, you know what I'm saying? Right. But right. see, Donnie wasn't, he didn't have that shield. He was the first black quarterback. We have a lot of ignorant folks in this world. Yeah, we do. You know, yes. ignorant folks go to hell. Mm. You know, yes. ignorant folks go to hell. <laughs> ignorant folks go to hell and burn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't get to eat, you know, stuff quail and yeah. drink that. Kenneth, you know, don't hold back. Tell us how you feel about, in, about folks, ignorant you know, folks. Ignorant folks go to, go to hell. <laughs> There we go. folks, that's gonna be the go to hell. That's gonna be the new hashtag this week. Dust that Bible hashtag off. Hashtag ignorant folks. Dust go to that hell. Bible off. You Says know what Ken. I'm saying? Yep. And I'm telling you, all money ain't good money. You know, shit. Chapo ain't running for president. He's <laughs> Donald Trump. He's so fucking smart. Yeah. All right. You know, man. Come on, man. Oh my. Yeah, quit tripping. Oh. I, this the year I should. You know what, my homeboy Huckabee. You know, I grew up with his cousin, so. This his year. He he messed up. He could have won. He probably would have won. He ain't heard yeah. nothing from him. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Where you at, baby? I used to ride home in the back of the Chevy Vega when I played hoops mm. with his neat with his cousin. You know, they had the Chevy Vega station wagon, no back seat. Dude, I used to get in there like it was on the, like I was on the Greyhound. Mm. It's better, you know, because man, I used to be worried in junior high. I was worried about how I was gonna get home. But that was the toughest coach I ever had, dude. I got to tell y'all about this cat. Who's this? Oliver Jones. He was the basketball coach at Waco High. He played in the ABA. He the hardest coach I ever had, man. I mean, I had some hard football coaches. But this dude, man, when I was seventh grade, he gave me the basketball one morning, first period. And then he told all my friends to knock it out of my hand. On top of that, though, he told me if he saw it on the ground, he was going to kick my ass. <laughs> Verbatim. In the seventh grade. Wow. Wow. Talking about make a brother hard. How he tall were you me, in the seventh grade? You know, I could touch the rim like five eight, but I wasn't but buck fifty. Yeah, I grew like fifty pounds between eighth and ninth. You know, I'm dunking. Right. You know, one ninety. I mean, uh. I wasn't scared. My next door neighbor, the Marine, when I got in high school, he told me he said, "Hey, if it's more than one, I'm a hippie. If it's just one, you know, young." <laughs> hey, that's a good support you system. Know, yeah, it, you know, I went in there, but you know, when I first got to town, you know, of course, it wasn't. You know, my class, we had 25 guys, and 12 of them was brothers. And on the other hand, you look at Ray Clay, who recruited Earl. Mm-hmm. He had 40 in his class and like 74, and they had four brothers. Oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, I tell them we bought the brothers, and we did a good job, man, because, you know, them teams I left at Texas, man, they were loaded, man. We left brothers at Texas, you know. Man, them brothers with them cues in their arm that were intimidating. You I'm know, sure body were. like Tarzan. right. Yeah. With them cues burning in. Hmm. Uh, Ooh, we done flipped the script. What yeah. they <laughs> with these brothers? Where they, they get these dudes from? Because, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, we we had to face a lot of propaganda, too, you know, yeah. with that whole uh, integration thing. You right. Know, mm-hmm. uh, and they tried to attribute a bunch of negatory stuff to Coach Roy. And Coach Roy never said that. You know, what Coach Roy said is, the dude don't want to be a longhorn. He don't want to be with us. I don't want him. Right. You got to be a want to be a longhorn. I want to be a longhorn, man. And uh, 
man, like my mama said, God rest her soul. It couldn't have worked out no better for me, man. Good, good. Yeah. So as you you got a freshman, you come in, you're dealing with that. Did you deal with that all the way through your career up Tex at Texas or just for the first couple of years until, you know, they realized how awesome you really going to be? Well, you know, I bad, I played behind some bad dudes. I I got a good Who? teacher, Steve Michaels. Yes. Mongo. Okay. So, you know, I met Double O Nasty. Yes, I met him uh, in person, hung out with him uh, about, what, three or four years ago now because I was president of Texas ex San Antonio chapter for a minute. And I uh, had a golf tournament. He came out to it. I tell you, man, he hasn't changed from what you described to him, you know, about him. He's just crazy and don't care who's, <laughs> went, who's talking, who's listening, where you at. He's going to be him. Yeah, you know, uh, Steve had a very rough upbringing. Father was murdered. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of anguish and malice in his heart. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember Steve telling me that, man, he snuck a gun up in that jail. Mm. He's going in there off that view. After mm. we, they played tech back then. But he didn't. And, of course, you know, he grew out. I mean, you know, the guy taught me how to be a real dog. I mean, he's the one called me pup. Right. Because, you know, you know I, was, I didn't know which way was up back then. All I knew was I was trying to get to the ball. Mm -hmm. And you know, back then, as much and, and it works today. Get to the ball, or the man with the ball, or like Shinnick say, the old uh, Baltimore coach linebacker, brother, whoop the one in front of you, or the one in up in front of you. And Steve showed me how to do that. I mean, and then I showed John them. I mean, you we kind of missed that link, and because uh, they didn't even know, man. For two years, we were calling the offensive line schemes. Really? Decades later, I'm standing with Coach Manley, and I told Coach Manley, I heard these kids holler Lobo. Well, that was the call I invented for Massey, who was a Daryl Raw holdover, old dirt. I'm the pup. Well, he got to be Lobo because I said, hey, man, I saw that. And he said, well, say something, God dang it. So, <laughs> said, so that was the beginning of Lobo. Wow. If I saw y'all was going to fold block, go over there, uh -huh. dude, I'm jetting and I'm telling you, Lobo, and I'm coming. I'm, And if I catch the guy in that face long in his past, oh, he's gravy. Mm. Dude, I'm like Johnny Lamb Jones because I know the object is get off fast, mm -hmm. close it up on him, you know, and get back there. Because, you know, I had coach say, hey, man, pumps ain't fair to the DBs. We need to get him on the ground. <laughs> if he ain't throwing it, shame on him. Right, yeah, that's, you know we coming. That um, the pre-snap tips, you know, got to get that read, get those reads. That's more. That's half of the play right there on um, pre-snap. That allows you to play fast, exactly. And you know, uh, if you ten on your D line, which most of my our guys were, because you know I didn't put the work. I had a projector in my room, so I put some work in. You know, I knew if the dude needed to go to the bathroom or not. <laughs> you know, and uh, we wasn't waiting. Mm -mm. That's the thing. Don't wait. Mm. And, you know, I, I did a little research last year because I knew we were getting ready to play Notre Dame again. And I asked two future Hall of Fame offensive line coach, Jim Hannafin, and uh, one of his buddies, we were at this camp, and I asked him, I said, and Howard Mudd, I said, how do we beat that zone blocking? He said, penetration. Mm. He said, penetration. Mm. And, uh, you know, because, you know, zone blocking, hey, they tight. Man, Notre Dame was shoot to shoot. I had my glasses with me. Uh, we got a good football team. Yeah, we do. We, do. we got a good football team. And we'll get to definitely get to talk yeah. about that in yes, a minute. Yes, so back will. to your – so when you, you went and you uh, – and you, you any concussions when you were at UT? Uh, nah, you know, I had – I was pretty pretty fortunate, man. I played them special teams, you know, when I was young. 
And uh, I always knew. I got hit under the chin and got some stitches one time. That's why I learned don't look up for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Learn the hard way. Yeah. When they, when they open you up, you learn. Yeah. When I burn my hand on the stove, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. I ain't, ain't I tell you, no, you ain't saying Hot, hot? No. Very hot. Very hot. Very hot. <laughs> yeah, very hot. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Jelly. He he learned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he learned. Fast Vis- learner, man. That's right. Fast learner. Visiting with Kenneth Sims tonight. Uh, tell us a couple times. Now, do you play? You played for Coach Akers. Yes, sir. Okay, so give us one of those stories that just you, when he said something, you kind of looked at him like he had three heads serious? or something. Well, I remember this. <laughs> We're playing Oklahoma my senior year. And uh, we had this guy from West Texas that could throw it from the capital, you know, out to Highland Mall. And he threw a ball to my man, Maurice McCloney, from Beaumont Avery. But he led him out of bounds. Hmm. But it was an 87-yard pass. Wow. We, we were getting whooped, man. Wow. We, you, I actually bet a friend of mine on that game, and it was on videotape in Boston. He came to Boston, and he said we didn't win because we was behind. Like you know, sixteen or something. And of course, we flipped the script on them in the second half and blew them out like thirty something to sixteen. So, what's the difference between the players back and when you played and the kind of the players now? What's the big difference you see with this media stuff now, man? It's the kids get on the internet, they get seen, they make one or two plays, and you know they think they're you know they get on TV and they think they made it. And uh, that just, you know, back then we were really limited. I mean, they put, we'd be on a couple times a year, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, that's the biggest thing is with this, this this instant fame these days, they think you made it. And, I mean, the grind was just starting, dude. I'd ride a bicycle. I was an All-American, mm. you know. But I'm glad it was that way because it kept me hungry because you can get, uh, if you get too comfortable, you can get lazy. Definitely so. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's a story of life. No, yeah. Doesn't matter what you're doing, get you too lazy. Home. If you get too lazy, there's someone's going to pass you. Yeah. My uh, my college coach, Tolly Tollison, Coach Tolly, a hell of a coach. Yeah, um, to- always told us complacency kills. Yep. Complacency, never get complacent. You know. So, so yeah, I, I believe that laziness kills, man, for sure. So we had Tony D, your your my, boy, uh, my protege. Yeah, protege. He, he was in last hardware. week. And he, he mentioned how you, you took care of them. Yeah, man. You know, I recruited some bad dudes, man. Uh, uh, Give us some names besides June TD. James. Uh, man, he was unbelievable. Linebacker for us in SC and Nebraska was recruiting him at tailback. What an athlete, man. Had them cues burning in, in his arm. You're talking about intimidating. Ran a 4-5. What a, what a guy from East St. Louis. Uh, Jerry Gray. I'm taking collect phone calls in the dorm. I ain't never had a phone. They say, if that guy call you, you take the call. If he call, you take the call. I, man, I ain't never had a phone billing deal. But you see, it's funny you say take a collect call in the dorm. 
Today we have a phone that you can have in a toilet system with you, you know, hanging out. And, you know, nobody really understands what collect calls really are. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, some of these kids say, well, what does well, that mean? Unless you've been in the joint. Right. Hopefully exactly. we ain't got yeah. them. Yeah, that's Hopefully what they mean. don't know. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know uh, downtown, you know, they got them collect phone calls, you know. But, yeah, man, so so who else? Jerry Gray, Tony DeGray? Well, the one, I lost Joey Brown, of course. He Half his family went to USC, but I had him. Irv Eatman, who turned out to be All-American, you know, man, what a fantastic athlete. But I, Dewey Turner, guy mm. who played every position except quarterback. Mm. And God rest his soul, man. What we, I remember shutting Oklahoma down. We put the over in and the under. They had no idea. They just knew we run the even. <laughs> and uh, we played them, and, and uh, Bobby hit Julius Caesar right in the family coins. <laughs> and uh, they sent him out the game. He had to go out because he couldn't get up. And they sent the they sent the great quarterback from Odessa Permian in. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he went to U went to U of H right off. Was uh, the All State quarterback from Permian? Oh, uh, Dar Shepherd. Yeah, that's right. That's he right. got one play in because Bobby not, he hit JC the honorable. Hmm. Senator <laughs> right in the family jewels. Well, Bobby Johnson could bring Bobby Johnson could bring the wood. But wow. yeah, we me and Dewey and I had him so fired up, man. I had him he was dude, I had him jacked up. He was high as camel pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tell you, man. There, listen, there's me, one me you, there's a clip to say. Me, me and you. I said, me and you. Yeah, me and you. Me and you. I know we played Dallas in my rookie year when I messed my thumb up, man. He bought me some ribs to the hotel, man. Dewey, man. That's my boy, man. I, man, that dude was a baller, man. I'm talking about this cat played every position. Wow. And we got him in the end. Dude, we made him pee. I'm serious, man. That's a game right before the game. Barry Swisser came out there and he said, hey. Hey, you've been Billy's brother. We got you. And then, you know, of course, all the stuff's over. We're in the locker room getting ready to come out. And Coach Parker said, hey, what Barry over there trying to give you the big head? I said, no, nah, Coach, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got after their ass that day, man. You know. So with the rivalries in the Southwest Conference, so we had a conversation like, last week about Southwest Conference versus, versus Big 12. I think the Southwest Conference, you know, when it was in its prime in the 80s, 70s, and early 80s, it was really like, you know, every week was a, uh, you know, traditional uh, hate match, so to speak. All you got to do is look on all these other teams throughout the nation and see how many Texans they got on their lottery, on their roster. Mm -hmm. And then do the math. Right. Just think, back then, they was all standing around here. Yep. Dude. <laughs> you want to say Southwest Conference wasn't this, wasn't that. When you got played us, you got some knots put on your head. Yeah, you did. Well, and that was the thing because every team in the Southwest Conference looked to Texas. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was the one. It didn't matter. It was, you know, Tech, Rice, SMU, TCU, Arkansas, Texas. That was that. That was the game they had circled. You know, and there's very few. There's no. I don't think there's another conference that could have said that. That the whole conference just targeted one school. Yeah, you know the only two schools that didn't beat us when we when I was here was uh, TCU and Rice. We were four and zero against them. But you know it brings me to an interesting story. 
with my friend, uh, Mr. Al Davis, you know, when they were down here practicing back in the 90s when the Cowboys were here, right. I took night train to practice, and we were on the field with Mr. Davis, and I took time to ask Mr. Davis what he thought about our football coach, who was John McAfee at the mm-hmm. time. And Mr. Davis looked me straight in the eyes, Al Davis. John McAfee, he, he coached after he was, he, he was here David in, the, in the mid-90s yeah. when the Raiders, when the Cowboys used to have camp here when they was on their winning streak. Yeah, 94 and I asked and 97. Mr. Davis, I said, Mr. Davis, what do you think about John McAvick, our coach? And he looked at me and he said, Kenneth, I'll tell you what. He going to win some games he shouldn't win. He going to lose some. He's, he's supposed to win. Mm-hmm. We got beat by Rice mm-hmm. and TCU when he was here. I remember so it my well. my senior year was – he came in my senior year. And I was making sure you were talking about the same Mr. person. Yes. Yes, sir, the, the wine drinker. Yeah. The wine, and, you wine know, and cheese and, guy. And, and I tell people, yeah, TCU beat us back then. And they go, really? Yes. And I said, I told Wait, them. Yeah. My little homeboy, I think he made 22 tackles. They still ain't blocked him. Yeah. That, Jones, if I'm not mistaken, that was the year after you know, they won the Big 12, the first Big 12 title. And all I say is, hey, y'all. And then, that, you know, the other kid, Frankie Smith, when Baylor beats us on Grant's last trip here, mm-hmm. he makes Adrian fumble. Frankie ran a 4-3 at Pro Day, y'all. When I tell him, hey, man, I know what I'm looking at. I might can't do it, but I know what it looked like when you good. And this cat <laughs> ran a 4-3 in pro day. He from a, don't get everybody from Groves back. Just the ones go to the pros. Right. <laughs> okay? And when I tell you, we got bad dude now, hey, get the Groves back. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, right. I go to these high school games, brother. Yeah. I'm taping one right now, Belton and Round Rock. I want to see what the kind of Kool-Aid they make it up there in Belton. Yep. They scoring 50 a game. Yep. I want to see, you know, because when I was in high school, we didn't give up a 63 for the whole year. Mm. Points? Yes, sir. Wow. It's still a record. Wow. Mm. And we beat the Black Cats last week. Go Goats. <laughs> <laughs> we beat the Black Cats, a 3A school beating a 4A school. Now, that's something to write home about, baby. That is. No question. Yeah, Absolutely. I can Believe me, I came from a 3A school, Gladewater High, up in northeast Texas. And believe me, anytime you beat up on a, on a 4A school, yeah, we hey, put it on them, 21 to 16. Chess was out a little little further that week. Uh, y'all talked a little bit earlier tonight about Texas uh, Friday night lights are shining really bright in Texas now. You know, don't put it past Louisiana to have some bright lights oh, yeah. on Friday <laughs> nights too now. And some of those Texas teams came over to Louisiana mm-hmm. and went back home with their tail tucked. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, that, that Evangel, man. I know all yeah. about that, man. Yeah, Evangel. You yeah. know. In triple, yeah. So you ain't got to tell me about Evangel. My college roommate's son, he played at uh, Evangel uh, 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 Schreiber. Went to Alabama. But uh-huh. Nick oh, uh, Nick Saban, he likes black linebackers, so he discriminated against <laughs> He don't like Jewish linebackers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, 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 my college roommate. But, of course, my college roommate, you know, he played ball down there in Huntsville. But we went down there and got him back then, you know. And, uh, man, that dude, talking about he played 17 years, man. Mm. And, the, and most of it's because he could de-snap. Right. So that bullet, mm. he going to have a job for us. He better watch out. There might be some gold diggers out to him, man. That dude say he can deep snap. He going to make somebody. I bet right now he going to make a team. He say he can deep snap. And then, man, that guy's a hell of an athlete. I asked him the other day if he could do a little pass rush. He said, yeah. Because, you know, it's the end of the game. I was messing with him. I said, man, you ready to do a little pass rush? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he was a hell of a defensive man, man. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about your, this, uh, you know, hurting your knee your senior year and breaking your leg. Broke my fibula, man. Wow. TCU got clipped in the zone because, you know, clipping is still illegal. 
still legal in the tackle box. And dude, I should have, you know, I should have been doing a fly fly or something, but I was doing a power move. I let him off. Boot. He caught me right on it. Crack. I knew it was done. But I that was the first. I did three more. I did two more after that in the pros. Broke your leg two more times? The fibula. Uh, this one, my right one once, thank God, in Texas, because it was a bad one. The last two, I didn't even get a cast. You know, I was able to come back and play. Mm. It just take a while for them to heal. You know, wow. I got the bumps. Like, you see them bumps? Yep. That's calcium. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. wow. Your senior year. Yes, sir. Consensus All-American, Lombardi Trophy winner. What was that like back then? We see it today with, you know, the the – Big show on ESPN and all the awards and everything, but back then, 1981, you didn't have. I mean, it was the it was the birth of cable, so to speak. So it didn't have, still didn't see a lot. What was that like? You were te- and I want to tell you. I want you to tell the story about uh, you were uh, doing the Bob Hope special because back in the day, Bob Hope would do the Christmas special and he would always bring on. The All American team. AP. So talk talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, nineteen, my first year starting, you know, I, I think I made like a hundred and thirty five tackles that year, and I made the team, and uh, that team got voted the goat team, because you know the linebackers was Lawrence Taylor, E. J. Junior, uh, the safeties was like uh, Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott, mm. uh, running back was George Rogers, and I think uh, Marcus Allen. Wow. It was crazy. That's oh, a, Mike Singletary was the middle. Jeez. Wow. Baylor Bear. It was crazy, you know. And, then, you know, that was our team in 81. And they say, you know, the Slimmy, yours truly pushed us over the top because, you know, I was the number one pick the next year. I was a junior on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Herschel Walker made it as a freshman. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, Lawrence buying us food because, shit, me and Herschel ain't got no money. Well, her somebody had something with this tight ass because you know, I know. that dude right there. You talking about a rich dude, man? That dude is rich, man. Because I'm tell you what, you don't spin it, you still got it, baby. I love you, Hershey. You know that. It's your boy Sam, you know. But he a freshman. And I'm a junior. Right. I mean, damn, that's like light years apart. But I mean, shit, it's Herschel Walker, dude. I'm mean, like, damn. I, wow. You know, the hunter be the champ. He tailback. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, the Bob Hope deal, man, you know, we out there big-wigging, and we ain't got no money. We in college, you know. But uh, we had a great time, man, you know, hobnobbing <laughs> in L.A. I got to meet Herschel Walker a few years ago at a, at a convention. It was at a it, it was at a work convention. I had nothing to do with sports, but got to meet him. And, and this was maybe three, four years ago, maybe. And – my God, he's still yeah, a workout a, fiend. That's not a in fact, I had to 50 wait. guy you want to mess with. I had to wait for he, for him to finish his workout, and he was still doing, you know, the talk was he could do a 1,000 sit-ups, and I think he still does it to this day. Yeah, he's a military just, workout Just guy. incredible. Great guy, though, man. Oh, Super yeah. guy. He was you really know, nice. Give you a shirt off his back. He, he got a bunch of shirts, too. He got because he, he, he saved the money. That's <laughs> he right. He's saving that money, man. So, of course, he'd give you the yeah, shirt. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Or he can go get him a couple there more. There you go. That's right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, tell us about the experience of being picked number one. I mean, the elite, everything leading up to the fact that you got picked. Well, this is the way it went down. You know, all year, you know, because, man, I'm playing like my hair is on fire, which is the way you should play because, like, they tell you that cliche, you're a player away. John and Ralph was a player away. But me and Mark tore his knee up. You know, he was the other two. 
in Houston in the Dome the week before, you know, we tied Houston to basically get in the Cotton Bowl. You know, Raul bailed, bailed us out again. And uh, Raul. Allegra. Yeah, he was our kicker. My and NFL then, alumni. Yes, sir. Compadre. He's a fine guy. And then the week, like two more games after that, that's when I broke my leg. Mm. And then that's when John and Ralph took over uh, TCU game. And they got us through. We, shit, we shut Alabama down. But then again, that comes from McMichael showing me how to play, mm-hmm. and I showed them how to play. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, the proofs. That's how I knew we had got us some good offensive coaches this year. Right? Hell, they left Tulsa and Tulsa down there scored sixty in the bowl game. And they was down here recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yep. them guys can coach. Because my coach always told me, me and English had the same pro coach. He said, "Boys, y'all ought to be able to coach practice when I ain't here." True. If you okay. know what you're supposed yeah. to do, it's leadership. You know, leadership. You know, there you, you go. step in it firmly. You know where you're at when you put your foot on the ground, and uh, that's the kind of confidence you got to have. And then when you teach your guys that, then they play like the freshmen's playing. Mm. So the season's over. Yes, sir. And um, they're doing the uh, draft. So, so those months leading up to the draft, did you go? And work, how many teams did you work out for? One. I ran four five eight at Dishbrook Field, uh, first base line in a slight drizzle. We rolled the tarp up. Then I went back to the stadium and ran a bunch of four eights. Really? But I set it on fire. Hmm. Ran a one eight twenty. So was it was it just it was kind of you know like nowadays with the draft, you kind of figure out about a month or two out. You know, you know who the first pick's probably going to be the and with team. Me. Was it was it gonna be was it already set that you were gonna go to the Patriots? This the deal. Uh, Baltimore Colts was two and fifteen, and New England Patriots two and fifteen. The Baltimore beat New England twice. Thank God. Right. That's how I got to New England. So that was it, and and it was kind of they it was, was both. It two was a and foregone. 15. It was a foregone conclusion. There oh, was gonna yeah, be well, a trade the Colts or anything was like that. Take me. Cowboys kept saying, but New England was like my homeboy Ray Claygard, my one of my boys. You know, he said, "Hey, man." Patriots don't draft you, man. They're gonna burn this bitch down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so out of coming out of college, your last game, you knew the climate around college football and pro football where you were gonna be a number one pick. I knew I, I was the only one in New York. Yeah. Oh what? Wow. Nobody else there. You were you were the only player in New York. That's the way they used to do it back then. Wow. Ones I didn't know that. Yeah. Now they make money, they got a whole show to produce. That's right. Yeah. That's they why got they three nights it. worth of stuff. They got an NFL network, but no, man, I was the only cat up there. How did wow. that feel? What did they do to you? What What could you do? Well, I had one of my boys with me. God rest his soul, Jimbo. We was up there, you know, my bodyguard. And uh, you needed a bodyguard? You know, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. No, we had that salt and pepper. We had that salt and pepper working. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had that salt and pepper working. And so we got up there, you know, and uh, man, it's. It went like that, though. You know, it was like, you know, and the funny thing about it is I go into security, and I had a buddy from New York, had a little restaurant down here. I walk in there, and this dude sitting on the front row. I wondered how the hell he got in there. <laughs> but, you know, he's from Long Island, you know, so he might have had some might have had some peeps up there. But, you know, I was the only dude there. Uh, we did the deal. We did the Today Show with Brian Gumbel, and my mama, she loved that Brian Gumbel boy till she went to judgment. You know, uh, did you did she tape the show for you at least? 
Uh, I think I got a, one of those betas at the house. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about that big. Yeah. Uh, we got to get that converted, yeah. man. Yeah, I got a box of VHS yeah. in the closet. I still got to get those converted. Yeah, yeah Brian Gomer, he loved my mom, though, man. You know, he had her on. And, uh, of course, I flew with the crop duster up to Boston, you know, some little crop duster. And then, of course, we took the Trump shuttle back then before he ran it bankrupt. And uh, they punch your ticket rather than give you peanuts. So uh, that's how I got back to New York from Boston because we went up Faneuil Hall that day. We did the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was a whirlwind day, man. Uh, I had my Joe Sharkey's clothes on, looking like a million bucks. Yeah. But, you know, clothes don't make the man. The man <laughs> makes the, the clothes. clothes. That's right. Yeah, I had my little stripe on with my little blue tie, you know, yep. conventional. Look, looking fresh. You know, and uh, doing NYC, you know. Numero uno. It was a big day, man. And uh, that's when I knew it was for real, you know. I didn't know what was to come, you know. You come in, you're on a gimpy leg. And uh, going to a team that was, you know, 2-14. and 14, And you're just not ready for all the animosity that the idea that you're making some change, maybe a little bit more change than them. So it was kind of difficult. I think until we beat the Colts, I think we beat him in overtime. <laughs> That's the game when Art Sleester took the ball, when Ray Donaldson. I blame it on Ray, though. Art went under the guard, and he snapped it on bloopers. Okay. That's Ray Donaldson played for the Cowboys on those right. <laughs> He snapped the ball, dude. Yeah. He went under the guard. <laughs> Come on, Ray. But that, that I think that happened that game. You know, we played at old Baltimore baseball field, you know, with the dust. And I remember we were getting ready to leave, and we were waiting on a – Playing a charter, and the Yankees had it. And my boy Andre Robinson was on there. Winfield, you know, played for Gus, mm-hmm. yep. championship mm-hmm. team. And I got to see him, you know, because we were waiting on that plane. And then the Yankees had to hold down plane, you know, because they, you know, they go first class like the Longhorns. <laughs> they got that money. <laughs> they got that <laughs> money. They got that money. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Talk with Kenneth Sims. Let's talk about your NFL career. What was? Give us a couple of examples. Just kind of one of those things where, you know, it just kind of just blew you away that that yeah, I'm I'm making money playing a game I love. When when Earl them came to town, it was like two days after his son was born, and uh, this is when Earl was playing for the Oilers. Archie Manning was the quarterback. Eighty-two. Okay. okay. And uh, I think uh, Christian was just born. He about two days old, and uh, I. I slipped through and popped Earl, and and uh, Earl was getting up. He was helping me up, and he said, Sim, you ought to see that son of mine, bow-legged and big balls, just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, and I had to hold to keep him laughing. <laughs> and he helping me up, and my boy said, man, we betting which one of y'all going to get up last. Because, you know, I wasn't in no hurry and shit. I was going to rest, rest a little bit, you know. They going to run to the hole, and I, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> they ain't up there. When they get there, I'm ready. You know, I see these guys looking around. When the guy put his hand on the ball, I got my hand on the trigger. Yeah. Got to be ready to go. That's right. Yeah. Don't That's be right. resting. That's called yeah. coaching. If coaching and coaching to do that, then you don't do it. Got yeah. to be ready to go. You know. Now, that's mm-hmm. awesome to have that you, you, you slid through and uh, tackled Earl Campbell. Are there any other Longhorns that you played against on the field in the NFL that you can remember that um, – you know, he had uh, memorable moments with on the right. field. You mentioned Sizemore earlier. Yeah. 
Hey, we beat the Rams on a Hail Mary with Johnny Johnson. They jumped him some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is we played them out there during the preseason. Right. And we're going to kick a game-winning field goal. And, yeah. and our tackle moved, and it was only like nine seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Shit, we lost. Because, you know, the, with the runoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go back out there, the last play in Anaheim. Touchdown, Hail Mary. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Right. Last play of the game, man. <laughs> I remember that. Who else from the from the Longhorns? Who else did uh, you give us another one? Was Shriver back in the day? Shriver? Yeah, I played against Shriver. I slapped him. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> and they tried to trap me, you know. And hey, after I got my shoulder messed up in Texas, I'm not the guy you're trapping. It's like when I see the cheese, I get the hammer. Oh, wow. And flatten it out. <laughs> and I popped him. And then I jumped up and I slapped him on the butt. And he go, man, you slapping me on my ass hurt more than hitting me. <laughs> I mean, it was cold, dude. It was yeah, cold. Man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. How'd you play in that cold weather like that? How'd you adjust to that? When you live there? That's, you, yeah. that's part of Like that, when we beat Miami on that three to nothing game with the snowplow, incidentally, that snowplow is in the Hall of Fame if you ever go to the Patriots. You look, go to the Hall of Fame and look up in there. It's a John Deere tractor hanging up in there. Oh, wow. From when that guy on work wow. release went over that spot for that three-yard field goal. We beat them three to nothing. Hmm. And you know what I'm sad about? Them fuckers wasn't smart enough to give us all-game balls on defense. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. You know, I won, you know, in, in my – I'm fortunate God bless me to play with some great teammates. But you know, I won games, and you know, we beat SMU nine to seven. And they were supposed to beat us. We beat them with three field goals, Allegra. Mm. We beat the Dolphins with Marino and Joe Robbie, six to three. We got game balls for this at the house. <laughs> and then, I, but I tell, I was, I was laughing with Johnny Lamb though in '84. I told him, I said, man, I don't know what the hell Marvin Powell did to me, but he must have pissed me off because I got two game balls from New Jersey <laughs> for the Jets. Two game balls. I, mean, I don't know what the hell. He must have pissed me off. You know, I mean, I'm like, I didn't even realize it. I mean, damn, you got two game balls from the Jets in 84, and they say you wasn't balling. Mm. Yeah. You know, man, come on. That is, that is too funny. Let me ask you this, because you played in a very – kind of unique era because the USFL was was coming up drafting a lot of guys paying some paying these exorbitant salaries was there any temptation to to switch well i was already locked in you know okay, so uh, my first year uh 82 we went on strike so naturally i wasn't making much money then cuz i knew I was actually kind of glad because I need to get out of there and come on back down here and get my wings back, mm-hmm. which I did, and we made the playoffs. And I think me and Earl, we on the two of the only two rookies to make the playoffs our rookie year. You know, they don't put that in there. Right. Uh, but you know what, man? The thing I'm most proud of about New England is that we won a little bit, and uh, I was a good teammate. You know, them guys I played with, you know, they know there's a bullshit in the newspaper. They, we won't lie to them next to Slimmy because, you know, I'm the only guy around and leg whooped the guy and broke his leg. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, and I, I, told, I told Coach Hannafin, 
I said, you tell Conrad and them this shit. I'm the damn leg whoop guy. And then he said, you're a fucking amateur. You broke your leg. You're a fucking amateur. You broke your leg. Officer Lyman don't break their leg doing the leg whoop. You, know. yeah. you know what I'm saying? But like I say, I got the dude, Randy Mil- McMillan, man, in Indianapolis. He juked my ass. I thought he was finna get outside, man. So shit, I... I went over here. I, I tried to knock him out, and then he went this way, and I rolled over, and that's when I got that second one because I kicked him. I got him. Wow. Bruce Lee would have been proud. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled over. You know, 275 pound man rolling over hey, in midair and making a scissor. Yeah. Sweep man. the leg. I told him, get me from out of there. I said, I done broke my leg, man. Get me out of here. <laughs> Well, Kent, what's you been doing since then? I know you've been hanging out, but what's going on with you? Man, you, you know, I, I this year I went back to Washington, Washington State with Coach LeDuc. A lot of folks know him, the the author of uh, The Greatest Show on Turf, and, of course, with our guys. You know, he's a national champion shot putter here, and he's he's from Washington upstate, so we've been doing this camp up there now. This be our – Lord said the same in Creek don't rise. It'll be six years this year. Awesome. Last year we had 137 kids and three girls, and it's completely free. And uh, we do it up in uh, up in Ocean Shores, uh, which is Aberdeen. You know, the forest point you can drive in the United States and upstate Washington. You know, the spotted owl basically killed the industry. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. You know, they they stopped the logging, and uh, you know, it's just a good thing. A lot good of time. depression and stuff. So, coach, you know, he couldn't afford to have a little place there now, so he's got a little home up there now. He spends half the time in Onion Creek, got a little garden home, and then they got they've been up there since like July. Uh, well, he went up in June. His wife came up in July because you know they got the big dogs. But uh, yeah, Coach, he's he's a Washington guy, and uh, we do that camp. And uh, you know, I, any 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 of the guys I can help him with anything, right? You know, uh, I'm ready. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, especially if you're doing something for the kids, you know, so. Well, it was good seeing you on one of the first times in a while over at the uh, the uh, reunion this past spring, and uh, I got to watch you play some golf. And I tell you what, man, I didn't know you were that good of a golf player. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not a big golf player myself, yeah. but I watch them. You know, I get the cigar, light up, and watch people. But you're pretty good. I think John inspired us. I mean, it was either hey, man, you know, I, <laughs> I got guys with me that have no idea, you know, and then, you know, you get competitive. Cause, hey, dude, if you like losing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't going to be on my team, right? Yeah, he ain't going to be on my team. Yeah. So, hey, you know, I'm, I'm out there trying to compete with Haynes. You know, he's talking more trash than a dime radio. Oh, he he does that all the time. He does it during our golf, the NFL alumni golf tournament. He talks more trash. You know, do, does your husband play golf, too, and stuff like that? Yeah. And he's no better than any of them. I had the pleasure of playing with John, <laughs> John Haynes and Kenneth Sims. <laughs> Uh, what was that? When was that? July? Uh, the Cole Pittman golf night. tournament. At the Cole yeah. Pittman? The Cole Pittman golf tournament. The Cole Pittman golf tournament. Yes. We bought a little yeah. game. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We, we bought, bought a little, a little, a little game. game. And, um, I had In spite of John, probably. Yeah, exactly. And and I didn't know what I was getting into when these guys was on the team and all that <laughs> stuff. But, man, I think I need to have this team every year, Todd. All right, <laughs> I want this team every year. I mean, it was Done. so much fun. I got to hear the uh, old stories. Hey. Sitting, there, I mean, the stories that you guys got tonight were tame to what was happening over the <laughs> golf course that day. So you know, I, well, I, I know a lot of um, I know a lot about Kenneth right now, and um, and and John. 
So it, we had a really good time. That that's day. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what it's awesome. about. That's what it's about. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of coaching, you know, just kind of well, here, there, and yonder, just helping kids get better at football. Uh, yeah, I do the, you know, I'm the, I'm the king of the wall drill, man. I'm, I believe, I believe that wall drill, you know, for what, for years, you know, at Texas, you know, they put the film on and they say, hey, them Texas twos, because we mm-hmm. do that wall drill. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a guy, he can do that wall drill, and he, he's, he's an adequate uh, athlete. Um, explain to Radio Land where wall drills are. Well, in the dorm, you know, you got plenty of walls, <laughs> so yes, you can line up and play that wall, and it's right. all about explosion. Uh, way distribution. You want to strike the blow with your legs, and like I said, I was probably blessed by getting hurt because I stick in my head in there on the regular. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't think you can play up in there without you know one, two, three. You gotcha. know, hey, everybody go one and two, but if you really want to strike a blow up in there, you got to butt them news, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember my yeah. first headbutt in college. Who was it again? <laughs> it was. Um, I'm supposed to be in high school. I leave high school early, early. to <laughs> come to college. Guy. Came to college. I'm I'm in spring ball. I'm supposed to be getting ready to go to prom. But I'm going up against Leonard Davis. Whoa! <laughs> Coach, my hamstring. Boy, you bad man. I, I I'm going to give you a pat on the back I, for that one. Shit. <laughs> Woo! I am fresh out of high school, still supposed to be in high school. Leonard Davis mm. comes back. For his senior year, he's supposed, he's supposed to be in the NFL. Yeah, he, yes. Yeah, and so he comes back his senior year, and we're in spring ball. He played three, four plays, and coach pulled him out. He didn't have to prove anything anymore. I'm on a stunt. You know, Leonard played t- tackle, so I'm on a stunt. My end comes down, not stunt around twist. for containment. A twist, yeah. Come around for containment, and in high school, you know, I was big in high school. Back in Louisiana, I can give somebody a flipper and just get them off mm-hmm. of me, right? So I thought I was going to do that here. <laughs> 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 Leonard Davis head-butted me. And, uh, you know, we, we both we got our hands on each other and just head, head-butted. And I think I t- took about three steps back, man. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in college now. That was that <laughs> awakening right there for spring ball for me. I'm in college. But you're right. If you're going to get in there and get, get with somebody – it's your hat, your uh, your hands, and your chest, your body. You, if you really bring the blow, I found out that it's like being on a teeter-totter. You got a little second or so to get out of money there and get out of there. Mm-hmm. But you need to press it. Yep. You just can't lollygag and play sideways. Yep. So that's where I learned how to come off and deliver a blow, you know, strike them. Because yep. most people, it's hard not to blink. You you look at the paper, a newspaper, and see how many guys you've seen there with their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. you know, to train yourself. Bob Lilly told me he used to sit in class and hit himself in between the eyes and train himself so he wouldn't <laughs> so he wouldn't close his eye and it'll work. Wow. Yeah, you keep your eyes open. Preparation. Well let's let's fast forward to today, the the current edition of the Texas Longhorns. Wow. Two and oh. Wow. You know, in Charlie Strong, I tell you what, the the game against UTEP. They did what they're supposed to do. And, yeah, there's still some stuff they can clean up. Right. But, you know, it was one of those things you were worried about the letdown after the the big double overtime win against Notre Dame. But yet they went out there, took care of business. They, you know, need to clean up the penalties. Get, Kenneth, give me your, your impression. The, the you know, That I, team is really starting I, to gel together. I, I put and the it's eyes on them. Uh, 
Charlie's not selling them a bill of goods. You know, like I said, I put my glasses on them. I was down there in the end zone where we, you know, I've watched film from for years. That's where we watch it from to see how the fits are. Dude, they was fitting up real nice. I'm saying, man, you know, I was really impressed with the fits. The guys are playing discipline. Uh, the offensive line is physical. You know, they play with passion. My man, 77, is all I thought he'd be, man. He dogged that dude from Notre Dame. Dude. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he graduated, uh, graded out about a 90-something. And he kept, you know, young, young, youngster clean the whole game. Yep. Uh, they're going to be healthy this week. I think Cal is going to get, you know, some heavy dose of payback. They're going to think they're in the old Southwest Conference. The way we're going <laughs> to yeah. be running that ball at them. So Foreman <laughs> is back this week. Oh, you know? yeah. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's back. Everybody's back. There might have been a little bit. Yeah, I think you know, everybody's, everybody's supposed healthy. to be back. And they're traveling. So. And, uh, and Cal can't stop the run. Shit, they gave 250 to Hawaii. And Hawaii can't beat Wesley. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Last time Hawaii was any good was probably 88-89. And that's when about Drew it. Jones was there. And that's only, and that's only because nine of the 11 games were on the island. Yeah. Right. And I remember that because that's where I was stationed. Everything, so. it gets you. Yeah. So, you know, so Texas has a chance to do something they haven't done since 2012, and that's go 3-0 and non-conference play. Right. They go up against Cal, kickoff 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. Um, Cal, it seems to me, is, is basically the West Coast version of Texas Tech. Heck, they've got one of their quarterbacks in in Davis Webb. Yeah, defense is porous, just like Texas Tech. It yeah. sounds like the game plan is whatever you're going to do for Texas Tech, just do it for Cal. Well, and there you go. Uh, I've got a little, you know, I didn't get to see much of that Australia game because it came on so damn late. But uh, when they told me that Hawaii rushed for damn near 300 yards on them, that's all I needed to hear because mm-hmm. we know. Uh, Hawaii ain't cooking with the same uh, ingredients we are, like Parcells say. No question. <laughs> <laughs> they, That's true. They, they ain't pulling out the pantry like we are. Yep. So I figure we're going to be all right. We're healthy. And uh, I think if we can run the ball on Notre Dame, we damn sure can run it on Cal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we Health. ought to be all right. Hopefully we can get out of there healthy. You know, Bouchelle's going home, get his grandma's cookies. You know he going <laughs> to light it up. Mm-hmm. She's gonna make him some chocolate chip cookies with probably some, you know, they got them, uh, what you call it, walnuts. Walnuts. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah, that'll make you play. Those good. are my favorite. So he going home, gonna get a lot of love. Them Johnson boys going home. So you know, Colin probably gonna get him one. And I, I just, I just think, man, you know, we healthy. And Charlie wasn't selling the bill of goods when he said he had a football team. No one he was walking around whistling and shit all summer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew he had it going on, man. You yeah. know, hey, yeah. he got a football. And they passed the eye test, dude. Yeah. I mean, I ain't so sure if you line uh, number 90 up next to Miles Garrett, the people won't say, hey, I'll take that dude look like a basketball player. Yeah. yeah. But, I, man, I you know, when, when he figures out the first step he got, you know, the medicine he can put out there, he's going to be really dangerous because, you know, he ain't really found out, hey, if I really just line up and bust it up there, this guy can't keep up with me, mm-hmm. backing up. You know that's what I'm true. saying? When you figure that out, that's when you know, hey, I got a real toy here. Yeah, I um, I knew that we had something going when uh, the, the you said earlier those offensive coaches was down here. And, and, uh, and, 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 and um, Tulsa was uh, balling up there. I was – Actually, in the truck with um, Matt Maddox, 
Uh, you know, I sell real estate, so yes, I, I helped them find a house. And I was in the truck with them. I said, how did, how did uh, Tulsa do in their bowl game? They said they did really well, and he told me to score. And I said, but y'all didn't have – they didn't have a coordinator. He was like, yeah, but they knew our system. So you're exactly right. If they got leadership on the team, you know, t- the, the player is going to still do what the coaches instill in me, mm-hmm. still into them. So we got a really good offensive uh, – we got some good offensive minds, mathematics. And we good. got a hell of a – uh, wide receiver coach Charlie yeah. Williams I've yeah. known for 20 True. years mm-hmm. he was at the U when I was down there messing with Sap because see you know as immodest as Sap is when we were down there before 9-11 he told Keisha on them old dudes showed me some of my stuff and I did you know because I know how to bust that three they're going to let you in that three you yeah. ain't there to be reading yeah right in a four man front it's, mm-hmm. it's the spot you want to be in and I showed Sap a few things out there and uh he gave me a little credit. He said, "Oh, dude, show me some of my stuff." Yeah, you know, because we was pretty much we both tight ends. We played a lot alike, and uh, I was down there with when Charlie was there. And of course, Charlie got fired last year from uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. He could have yeah. sat at home this year. He, he could have. He had contract money. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to come to Texas. He coached Yatil Green and all them cats at the U. You remember them? Right. Them dudes wasn't no joke. Yeah, no, they weren't. You know what I'm saying? So hey. We got a good batch, and uh, his kids played exceptional against Notre Dame. You know, exceptional. Charlie's a good guy, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for these guys. Man. Oh, man, we're on the road. We're just, on the road. Yeah, you know, we just like got to recruit. Everything is coming together yeah. at the right time, and and especially the way the rest of the Big 12 looks. You know, there was a lot of people talking, you know, Texas be middle of the road, four or five in the conference. Right. After seeing everybody else, I'm going, hey, why not? Why not? Hashtag Big 12 champions. There you I go. Think I, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I know we can. Well, Todd's the in. Houston game. Hashtag I believe third week in a row. <laughs> no. Todd's been yelling that all, all, all the time, hey. man. So, so he, far, he's been right. You better, be, yeah, you better <laughs> save all those uh, uh, ticket stubs so you can like put like mural on, on, the, on the wall. Okay. Big 12 championship at the end of the year. Watch I got you. I put my pass up with my with my. Rose Bowl pass is hanging yep. in my office with my Rose Bowl pass. But my big sister saying she coined this, you know, Linda Sims say, mighty sorry dog won't wag his own tail. <laughs> my big sister's I like that. That's she nice. could have she's been a world class lawyer, right. but we can afford no lawyer, no college fund back in <laughs> you know, we, we could put, she we, got married and her grandson just graduated from the We could put a book out, Can of Simsisms. Yeah, man. No, I like man. it. I like I, it. I'm still copying Yogi, you know. Yogi, <laughs> when I tell guys, I say, you know, you can observe a lot by watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It's amazing that how that works, like, no, right? That's Yogi. You know, and if you watch him enough, you know, you watch a dude do 70 snaps. That's right. Yeah. Like, I've been right. one time in New England. We we playing a team, and the dude, when it was a draw, he would put his hand on his, on his knee. Uh-huh. When it was just a regular pass, he'd have it down like that. Pre-snap mm. tips. Coach said, don't tell Absolutely. nobody. We might play them in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trade secrets. You know, you right. got to hush, hush. I said, man, can you believe that dude? And you watching, you say, is he really doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, wow. Yeah. But that's this, watching film. You said you, you had a projector. You can, you can observe a lot. You had, he had a projector. Y'all, a if y'all, I still got it. That's if, the, if the kids didn't hear this, Kenneth had a projector in his room to room. watch film. Yeah. That's that's preparation, leadership. You know, that up? is preparation. Yeah. And, then and, then I I spend a lot of time in the dark so I can run it through my mind. Right. That yeah. way when I see it, you know, one thing you can tell people is something you know that was 100% when, when I was in school, nobody ever faked a punt. <laughs> <laughs> yours truly was the punt. 
cop. <laughs> the punt cop. The punt you, cop. you couldn't move the ball in them first three down? You a real fool if you fake it on fourth down. That's right. <laughs> and all the teams we played were smart enough to say, we kicking it. Yeah. You know, because Coach Campbell used to say, fourth down is for punting. Just true story right here. Coach Campbell's helping Hudson. Jim Hudson already sold the world champion jet corner and our, our guy here. And he's over at Northwest Rec. And they're over there on exposition. They're coaching peewee football. And it's fourth and 23. And uh, Hudson's going for it. And he turned around and looked back. And Coach Campbell was halfway to the parking lot. And he said, where you going, Coach? He said, fourth down is for punting. He kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> so his, he, Coach Campbell ain't never changed, man. He was like. When he told Daryl them, hey, man, don't go for this. Let's punt it against Arkansas. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's punt this ball. He said, punt fourth down is for punting. Yeah. But, you know, another thing I'm, that I'm, I'm, I want to tell you guys is I was telling Coach Campbell's son about Coach Campbell talking about us in 81. He said we'd have been 10-1 and one if they had just sent us back out there on the punt, mm-hmm. just punting it back and sent us back out there. And we were laughing. And his son said, Dad wasn't joking. <laughs> he said, Dad wasn't joking. He said, wow. he watched our offense. He said, hell, they didn't need Because you know what? Uh, dude, we played fast. Like I say, we wouldn't. I would get that tip. And then, you know, they all looking at me. Dude, we flying. With Shosey, you know, he's yeah. six foot six outside linebacker. He comes mm. from New England. And he tells me. And then that was a really proud moment when Shosey told me. He says, Sims, playing next to you and playing next to Jacob Green is like night and day. You know, I was a legitimate two-gapper. That's why my back's messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, God bless me to be big enough to bust him in the middle right. and play the, you know, the five or the four. But he came up there, he said, dude, playing next to you like night and day. But, you know, I learned that play that position, and I'm, that's why I'm glad my boy Tippett is in the Hall of Fame because, mm-hmm. you know what, when, I did, when they did that fan and I had that – that hit that B gap and that tackle take me, they putting a running back on him? Dude, this gravy. What we eating? (laughs) I mean, this dude's 255, fourth degree black belt. Mm. That's when I found out karate wasn't no joke. Nah, you know, made in Japan. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. (laughs) Made in Japan ain't no joke no more, huh? They stealing everybody's shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Made in Japan, baby. Oh, man. All right, well, let's get some game picks. Okay. Like I said, Texas at Cal. Their oh, first road trip. Away, man. Bet the farm. Okay. And, and bring uh, me a cow. And bring your boy told Go with you. the chickens and the goats. Me, bring me a cow. All right, Stevie, what's what's your Oh man, I told you I don't give numbers. I know. I know. You try. So hundred and three to three. <laughs> Texas. Hey, got the got the got the Case Keenum. Uh, no, no, that was the gunslinger back then. Uh, David, John Jenkins. That's right. He'll put a hundred right. on you. Yeah, with his fancy boots. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got Texas. All right. Yeah. I'm going with Sims. the Moans, man. Okay. Do you have a score, dude? I'm gonna say, uh, ooh, man, I'm gonna say, forty-one, fourteen. Got you. I think we're gonna get in them, dude. When you can't stop the that's run, man. I you agree know. with that score. I'm going to go with, I was, I was say 14. They'll score at least once or twice on us. Yeah. But they're not going to beat us. All right. And I think I'm closer to 40, 44 points as well. Yeah. All right. In that range. 
I'd say 40 to 14. 40 to 40. All right. So, All right. so we got it. One we, point different. We got an average. So basically, we, got, we average a, in the 40s then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do that. Seems like yeah. that's working. No so you know, why not? Let the kids play. Like I say, Colin, you know he want to show off. Oh, yeah. Off. They, they want to show off. I can tell yeah. that's fine. That reminded yeah. me back when I was, when uh, my man uh, Jamal Charles was a freshman. I ran into him, into him at my buddy's restaurant. And, and uh, I had seen an interview, and the guy interviewed him. And he said, oh, I just want to come up here. And show off a little bit. That's country for yep. saying, you know, you're gonna yeah. get yep. put some on their mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? When we were getting ready to play those guys, uh, USC, we had our reunion mm-hmm. from '85, and we have a lot of UCLA, USC people, and this is what I told them. They talking about Reggie Bush run four two. I said we got some four twos too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was yeah. pulling their leg. Well, you know, yeah. And, and yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jamal been showing off for a while now yeah. with his Lamborghini. Well, that four two doesn't do. Say that word. That four two doesn't do you any good when you're standing on the sideline either, right? Hey, Lamborghini. Hey, when, when Jamal Charles won the Big Twelve, I was in Waco at the crib. My homeboy say, "Hey, man." What Jamal Charles doing winning the Big 12 track championship in the 100? <laughs> I say, that's how he rode. Yep. That's how he rode. <laughs> that's exactly. how he rode, you know? Yeah. Well, this has been a blast. This is this has been the, probably the, the funniest of the three we've had so far. Yeah. So, Kenneth Sims, <laughs> man, I, we may have to have him back. Hey, if the FCC may, call you, you don't know do. where I live. No, no. <laughs> you, know this is, you say he live in a trailer house <laughs> on the Colorado. No, luckily this is pre-recorded, so, I'm you know, no I'm worries. I can definitely say I don't know where he live, but I can say <laughs> I can say you can find him sometimes at Jack Allen's in yeah. Round Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. You still in Terra Vista, right? Hey, well, don't tell everybody, Rock. <laughs> 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 hey, we got to meet at the fish place and try them out this oh, week. Oh, no question. Me, man. Yeah, I got All you. Right. The, yeah. the, what right. is it? Um, Salt Traders. Yeah, man. They spot. just opened for lunch today. You know, Jack, man, I've known Jack. For 30 years, man, I first met Jack back. I was doing Big Brothers, Big Sisters back in like 82. Yeah. And uh, Miss Amanda Blake, man, one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. Of course, I'm a big Gunsmoke fan, shoot 'em up fan all the way, you mm-hmm. know. And I met her, and she was so sweet, man. We were at uh, Louis on the Lake, and we were doing Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And Jack was actually a waiter back then, he told me. Wow. And, uh, We've been friends ever since. Good and deal. Now, he, now he's one of the best rent- oh, restaurant good. tours in Austin. Hey, so yeah. it ain't bad either. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Good. Well, enough free advertising for them. They need yeah. to pay for that now. That's right. Oh, no. Jack <laughs> Allen. We'll be in Jack touch. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Exactly. Kenneth Sims, thank you so much for joining us. This sure. has been a lot of fun. Uh, we got it. Like I said, we got to do We got to do part two one of these hey, days. Hey, man, y'all holler at me. Man. I love these two guys, man. I yeah. appreciate it. You know, we, we keep it in the frat. That, yep, no that, question. That'll do it for this week's edition of Longhorn Lowdown. Oh, for Stevie Lee, for Todd Hunt, yep, for yep. our special guest, Kenneth Sims. This is Stu Meyer. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time. Hook em. Hook em. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.